an identity thrives and fights for survival. And victim, the victim within us can only exist when we're being victimized by something. And as, as soon as there is healing, and as soon as we find something that, he, that allows us to heal ourselves, then there is no victim. Hello, hello, my beauties. Welcome back to She Feels Podcast with me, Silvana Isasa. <laughs> Before I share about today's episode, I want to express a very interesting pattern that I've noticed as my podcast has evolved. And is that every time that I am editing an episode that maybe I recorded a month or two months before, the theme of the podcast is alive in that moment in my own life. It's crazy. It happened every single time. It's as as if when I'm editing, I'm also receiving the messages I need to hear. And I wanted to share that with you because it's just another reminder of how life works. That's how the divine communicates. Sometimes it's through your own voice. And it's in the most creative and mysterious ways always. And the community that has formed around this podcast has just been a breath of fresh air for me. I was really craving more of the feminine essence in my life, feeling a desire for, for more connection with women, for sisterhood. And I've actually found that in this community. So thank you all so much for your energy, for your awareness, your love, your presence. It is so nurturing to me. So now that my inner poet has expressed her love for you all, let me tell you about today's episode. <laughs> Today I chatted with Alicia because she feels repressed. Alicia has been feeling a lot, a lot of resistance about putting herself out there in the world as an Ayurveda practitioner. She found her love for Ayurveda when she was healing from mental illness. And now that she's on the other side of this, she wants to share her gifts and medicine with the world. The resistance was showing up as anxiety. And after some exploration of the root of this anxiety and some other ailments that she struggled with in the past, such as depression, cancer, we found that there was a generational pattern attached to an identity that ran through her mother's lineage. I think this episode has a lot of magic as Alicia's story is a story of empowerment. And without further ado, here's my call with her. Hi, Alicia. Welcome. Hi, thank you for having me. Of course. How are you feeling today? I'm feeling really good. Thank you. How are you? I'm doing good. Thank you. Excited to have you today. <laughs> I'm excited to be here. So what I'd like to do today is just hear a little bit about you, what made you look into coaching and, and what's going on in your life right now. Um, I decided to look into coaching because I feel like I've had quite a lot of things in my life where like, I've tried or I'm trying to do, but in terms for like for them to help me properly, I feel like I'm not doing them properly. I feel like there's something stopping me from like, so like I study Ayurveda I'm a qualified Ayurvedic counsellor, but in terms of like applying Ayurveda to my own life, there's something that like stops me. So I have little practices, but not, I don't fully embody it. So I think it's like this embodiment that I have issue with sort of moving forward. There's something, I feel like there's a block. Okay. So what got you um, into Ayurveda? And is that the only thing that you feel that you're not practicing or are there other things as well showing up? I feel like I got into Ayurveda because um, I had some health issues in the past. I had bone cancer when I was 19 and then I had some mental health issues like from like after that. Um, and I felt like the medical industry wasn't 
looking after my best interests at heart and I was like there must be something different there's, there's got to be a different way and that's when I started looking into alternative like medicines and things um and it was a couple of years ago that I started looking into Ayurveda but it was sort of last year that I decided to get a qualification in it and study it deeper um but I feel like that there's definitely other things as well that I don't move forward with if I have like an idea for a business or it's like there's always something that I feel like stops me Okay, but right now, right now, what's alive and what's present, like calling your attention the most, is actually applying and doing something with all the knowledge you have on Ayurveda, correct? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so whenever, whenever you look into your why, what is it that you mm. want to do with this information? What is it, what is the dream? If you were in your own way, what would you be doing with this? I would be helping people. I think I would I just I really want to be in service to be able to help people maybe not get into the position that I got into like to the extent where my mental health deteriorated to where it got to and to be able to help people understand their mind body spirit connection as mm -hmm. opposed to everything sort of being separated um yeah so I think that's what I see myself doing with it okay and whenever you try to get started I mean I'm guessing you already have the information the knowledge yeah it's just the doing and the acting yeah that you're feeling blocked in right yeah so what what happens in those moments whenever you do know like maybe what's the next step and you don't do it what what goes on inside of you I feel like I get hyper anxious I get mm -hmm. like my body I feel like I'm not fully in my body yet my body feels like really tingly yeah and so I feel, it's like this overwhelming sort of anxiety I can get a bit angsty and um Yeah, so it's, I think it's like these sensations of like anxiety. I feel like my heart starts to beat faster and things like that. Yeah. Okay, so anxiety can feel, it's kind of um blanket term for so many different emotions because we all experience it a little bit different. So what I want to do is just connect with that feeling so yeah. you can get like very specific of what is it feeling like, where in your body is that alive, and then we'll explore from there. So if you could okay. just... Close your eyes for a second for me and then take a deep breath, become aware of your body, be present with yourself and bring up a memory of, of one of those times where you were about to do something to get your service, your offering going forward and you weren't able to. And whenever you can tap into that feeling, just be present with it, stay with it for a little bit more, try to magnify it. And when you're ready, you can share with me what is going on in your body. Where do you feel that anxiety and how does it feel like? I feel like it's in like my womb area. I get there's like these sensations like where my womb is and then my heart just feels like it like around my chest area. It feels like it really constricts. Mm -hmm. like it just really tightens up. Okay. And then that constriction. So in the womb area, what does it feel like? It feels like it's like a fizzing. It sounds a bit weird, but it feels like there's like, yeah, it feels like fizzing. Like static, like Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. So let's 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 go back into the womb. We'll start in the womb and then move into the okay. heart. So put your hands there and then breathe into it and, and feel that static kind of like fizzy feeling in there. And just breathe into it, feel it, welcome it, and try to notice what labels your mind is giving to this feeling. And as they come up and you observe them, then return your awareness to the body. And feel that from this place. What is the first thing that comes to your mind in terms of what is this? What is your womb trying to communicate to you at this time? 
I feel like it's uh it's like a, a not wanting to move forward like um I feel like it's trying to communicate to me like a um it's so hard to put into words <laughs> but it's like <laughs> it's like um this sort of feeling of it's not safe like it's not okay like you need to stay here um it feels like it's like not safe to move forward mm. all right so we'll come back to the heart but let's explore that a little bit okay whenever whenever we we want to take a step forward into something that's bigger than our comfort zone something that's outside of that mm. we tend to not allow ourselves to go to the places where we don't feel feel safe going Because that boundary that the body has marked as this is the safe zone, that's where it keeps us unconsciously. So what we need to do in those moments is to really connect with our body, connect with our wounds, and show our body that it is safe now to step out. The reason why it's easier said than done is because a lot of the times, the reason why it's not moving, it's not allowing yourself to move forward and expand into that might be because there is past trauma there. and oftentimes it's, it's not even your own, it's ancestral. So there is a history, a story that is, it's buried in your womb, especially in the mother lineage. Yeah. So I am feeling, I am feeling intuitively that it might be something to that, in that kind of like in that lineage, in like mother lineage, kind of that yeah. story. Um, so you can tell me if that resonates and then yeah, let's dive in. Yeah. yeah. So let's dive into that a little bit. Let's give voice to what, what do you know? about your family history so my my mother's mother had like really severe mental health problems um Mm. she had five children but like by my mum was was is a twin she was like the last born um out of the set of children and she didn't really have a mother because my her my like my grandma's mother's mental health was so bad that she couldn't really function in her her day-to-day life and there's times when my mum had to take days off of school to look after her mm. um and so then like with my mum she can have a lot of anxiety and this sort of similar thing of like moving forward it's similar patterns that are like continuing on um mm-hmm. yeah okay and you know what's interesting is that what drove you to Ayurveda is that you were starting to have kind of like mental like your mind was being affected by this and then you found you found this tool this beautiful modality that helped you heal yeah and in that finding it's almost like the what your grandmother experienced is that she was just taken by this and Mm. there was no there was no healing force now your mother has carried some of that and she has found her own healing her own way because she had you and and i'm guessing like you know there's always improvement when we go down the lineage. Like yeah. we're always, we're always trying to do better than our parents. Yeah. So then here you are. And then now you've, you felt that mental illness coming back and then you found the modality and you healed yourself. And then here you are. And now you want to share with others, yeah. share with people. This, this can actually help us rebalance the body. Yeah. 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 Okay. So because this is, this isn't just Alicia's story of, okay, I'm going to, I know what healed me and I'm going to share. This is, you have to think of like ancestral wounds and um, kind of like ancestral stories as, as this entity of its own. And it has story, it has weight. Mm-hmm. And 
whenever we have been victimized by something that affects our body or our mind, in that feeling of victimization, in saying like, I am I'm being a victim to this disease or to this illness, we can't really go very qu- too quickly into like, well, this is the healing. We have to honor the part that feels so victimized because that is the pain. And, and with masculine ways of like thinking, you know, it's almost like, no, we go through it, we push through it. But in feminine wisdom, that doesn't serve us. In feminine wisdom, we go within and we sit with it and we don't get stuck with it. We move forward eventually. But we have to make sure that everything has been acknowledged and has been felt. Now, you don't know your grandmother's story as well as she knew it. You only know yours. You don't even know your mother's story fully because you're not her, you're you. So because that's what you have right now to work with, let's explore what was going on during that time that you were feeling ill, that you were feeling unbalanced, especially connected to the mental illness, to like the mental alterations that were going on with that and what was going on in your life at that time. Um, when my mental health got really bad, so I, I'd suffered with it when I was like a teenager. Um, I went through some abuse that um, I think ultimately affected it and I went, I went into a depression. Um, mm-hmm. But when I tried to, I went to the doctors and I tried to deal with it, it wasn't really, like by my mum, it wasn't acknowledged properly. She kind of shut it down because I think she had a fear of like the past. Yeah. Um, and so then I just kind of carried on with my life. And then I ended up getting cancer when I was... Mm-hmm. Um, I I got diagnosed when I was 19, but I think I had it for a couple of years. Um, and so then it was after that, that my mental health went really downhill. And I, I did end up like I got, cause I didn't want to go on tablets or anything because it just didn't resonate with me. But I got to a point where I was like, I have to do something. I didn't know what else to do. So I ended up going mm-hmm. on tablets and I was only on tablets for like eight months or something like that. But in that time, my mental health got rapidly worse, like <laughs> really bad until I, I ended up in hospital um, for, I didn't want to take my own life, but I just didn't care if I was here or not. It um, was depression? That's yeah. what you were, yeah. Okay. yeah. And where, where, where was your cancer physically? Um, it was in my bone, in my leg, in my okay. left leg. Yeah. Okay. Which is the female side. Yeah. Yeah. And it's the foundation. You see what I mean? It's like, it's old. It, this is like old story that yeah. is is being somatized mm. um, by your body and and that's beautiful because here you have the opportunity to heal it and if it's present it's because you do have the strength to heal it yeah but then there's there's all these things like maybe the you know that desire that you have to move forward is not really like the reason why your body might not be feeling safe in that moving forward is because it hasn't been felt acknowledged and with your mom Right. Whenever you kind of said like this is going on and she was afraid of her own trauma, like, oh, let me let me just, you know, sweep this under the rug. That that thing. Right. That mm-hmm. mental illness wasn't even acknowledged in you. So depression, you know, has many colors, has many different dimensions, many stories. But the way that I feel depression is almost as uh, a suffocation of our emotion. Mm-hmm. And when we suffocate it, it kind of like goes dormant and then it hardens and then there's no emotion. And then when there's no emotion, we're kind of like zombies going through life mm-hmm. in that uh, in that state without that fire, without the desire. Yeah. So I think that the key here is for you to really 
connect with with that emotion what is the emotion that you're most afraid of what is the emotion mm. that you judge the most what is the emotion that you're like oh that's definitely not me there's a strong feeling of like that's not me what are some of those because depression again it's another one of those blanket statements what for me feels like a suffocation of the feminine that's that's how the feminine within all of us you know not a woman but the feminine within all of us so what do you feel has been suffocated in your family lineage in the woman of your of your family i feel like i feel like there's a not been like an ownership of of power in mm -hmm. my family lineage um and i feel like there's not been like a i can't sort sort of see it with my family there's not been like necessarily a step up into their ownership of their of themselves mm -hmm. um fully and so I think it's like an expression maybe they're not being able to like express themselves in their range of of who they are fully and so then there's yeah. been this um where things have been comp compartmentalized it I've seen it sort of manifest in quite severe victimization where there's there's always seems to be a problem for something or there's there's never there doesn't seem to be a way forward even if you suggest a way forward it's like there's not it doesn't resonate with them and it there's always a problem for that and so I think because they're not sort of fully expressing themselves they've only managed to go through life sort of in this victimization mentality yeah yeah and and that's probably why there is this lack of acceptance of this healing modality you found of Ayurveda because yeah. if you accept the healing the victim disappears yeah and then the thing about victimhood identities, especially the ones we carry ancestrally, is that an identity thrives and fights for survival. And victim, the victim within us can only exist when we're being victimized by something. And as, as soon as there is healing, and as soon as we find something that, he, that allows us to heal ourselves, then there is no victim. And there is many other things that get, that get formed, other identities that get rooted out of that victim identity. So we are here, we're dealing with, with a complete identity shift. Yeah. And, and you might be very like ready to step into that, you know, like I can feel it even in the like energetically in your posture, you're there. Yeah. But, then <laughs> you, but you also know that there's like all of this weight in the back. And yeah. when, we, when we step into the role of healers for our lineage, we have to take responsibility for a lot of things that are old and they're not even our own shit. They're like, mm. they're stories that are still alive, you know, things that of your grandmother and great-grandmother that are still lingering, lingering around. So it is knowing and accepting that in the destruction of those identities by empowering them, there's going to be a huge shift and you're going to have to receive the whiplash of that. What I mean by that is, Whatever that identity believes will happen mm. by ceasing to exist, whatever consequences the mind has formed around that, then we take ownership of that. Okay. So if you were, if you were ex expanding out of just yourself, just outside of Elysian, like into your mother and your grandmother, what would happen in the woman in your life if there was no victim? So what would happen to the women in my life or would what would happen to me? Is that all what of you, that? Whatever. Of that? Yeah, let's just let's just play with the energy now and then we'll we'll tune okay. in. Um 
I feel like everything would be different. Like dynamics would be different, relationships would be different, perspective would be completely like revolutionized, I feel. Mm-hmm. Um, there would be like a sense of real like ownership and sovereignty and the freedom that then follows that. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And where is your, do you know where your ancestry is from, your family lineage, culturally? No, I don't actually. So like my, mm-hmm. so I know on my dad's side more than my mum's side. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't know much about that at all, really. It's something that I'm looking looking into at the moment. That's interesting. That's yeah. interesting. Because what I've noticed and what I've learned is that um, same thing with me. I have I have such like vague information, and the more that I've been diving into it, both in plant medicine and like research, mm-hmm. and just like diving into that, what I've learned is that because of like the cultural history of like I'm I'm, I'm Colombian, and because of the cultural history of Colombia and everything that happened with the conquest and and all of that, the part of me that is indigenous, the history is erased as if it did not exist. Because that was a form of protection. But whenever I do my healing with plant medicine, so much of my healing is from that side of my lineage. But it's like hidden because it's almost like, no, 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 I'm not. I'm like morphing into this thing that gets accepted. Mm. So whenever we have things like that, that are like hidden, that show up in like physical somatizations and issues like that, it's just, uh, it's a part, it's usually from different places in the world where the repression of the feminine and woman has been a little bit higher than other places. Yeah. And in that, to be a powerful woman meant death. Mm. To be a woman that was a healer, especially with plants, especially with food, you were a witch Mm. and you will get burned and then you will die. And we have that history in our our DNA. And here you are stepping into Ayurveda which is an ancient practice of healing mm. through food, through spices, through herbs, and balancing the elements in our body. Like that's mm. the witchiest thing, yeah. you know, <laughs> to a very boxed in way of thinking. Yeah. So you know that you're like, you're playing with fire for a yeah. story of your ancestors into that. Yeah. And that is going to feel like like death. And yeah. so there's two, there's two different things that, can be present here and that I I will advise you to do one Mm. is to as you're going through this process of doing it to know that there's two sides of the story there is the emotional healing there is the healing of the fear like feeling that anxiety like feel it whenever you're about to say okay I am going to write a blog for example about the doshas And I'm going to do it by Friday at 5 p.m. And I'm going to start on Wednesday because I need a few days. Then Wednesday comes and then you have that panic. Your body is sweating. You're in that full reaction. Mm. Then you take that as ceremony time. Ceremony time is a time where you create space of containment and you feel that. Because that anxiety and that fear has to be purged somehow. And you're the carrier of that. You're the one breaking that curse on quotes. Mm-hmm. And you're the one that's pushing through those limiting beliefs. So you hold that and then you allow your body to be used as the vessel to perch and release that fear. Yeah. With anxiety, because it is um, extreme like fear response, like it usually manifests as shaking. So yeah. whenever you're in it, shake your body, start shaking and then let it come out. Like, okay. 
Yeah, right. And, and you're doing this in a ceremonial way because, you know, ritual is so powerful. Yeah. And the body's listening. And whenever our body's like, oh, my God, okay, here's this thing that was always repressed. And it's been repressed through many bodies, through her, through her mother, through her grandmother. And she's opening up and saying, like, okay, I will let you have that expression of fear. Then fear comes out. And then you're able to really feel it, purge mm. it out. And then how do we not get lost there is through learning self-regulation, nervous system regulation. Yeah. So, you know, there's many um, tools online that you can find. I can walk you through one very quickly. And it's basically training the nervous system to go into fear, back into connection, to go into anger and activation, and then back into connection. Mm -hmm. And that's a workout, you know, like at first, like we go through the experience of like stepping into that full anxiety, the panic, the fear, like you feel your heart beating in your throat and in your face and, and there's all of these happening. And then you trigger memories of love and connection and anchoring down in faith. How do you feel closest to divinity, to God, yeah. to the universe, to creation, to nature? And you anchor down in that because we need an anchor. We need, we need that gives us the humility to have the strength. And, and the dignity, right? We need humility to build dignity. And with dignity, we can stand up in our power, not in a power that is ungrounded and that's just, you know, like immature explosion of, of just energy, but a power that is carried with grace, with mm. dignity, with respect. When I'm like, I am honoring my ancestors in stepping in this power. I'm breaking the chains. I'm breaking these old stories. It ends with me because I feel the fear and I move forward mm. regardless of what I'm feeling. Yeah. Regardless of, of what expressions are coming and your story. It's like, it, it, it touches me so deeply because I'm like, I feel the same way. There's this, you know, whenever I started my business, all this panic and fear, like it felt like I was about to die mm. every time <laughs> I had to do something. Yeah. And, and I thought like, Oh, maybe I'll just do healing work on this. But then I realized that it's only one part of the equation. The other part yeah. is the movement, like the, oh, like breaking forward. And that's our, our masculine power. That's mm -hmm. the part of us that just moves. So it's like moving through that fear yeah. and cultivating courage through that. Because yeah. that is true courage to move when you're in absolute fear and panic. Yeah. And I think that resonates really deeply because I think it's, there's like in my body, if ever I get any anything going on it always seems to be on my left side so mm -hmm. it's like the suppression of the feminine and so like I think that the masculine aspects don't have like a an outlet so it kind of like in my body it kind of morphs into like this repression of yeah. the energies um so yeah that definitely resonates exactly and then yeah. the almost you can get restless as well because yeah. there's all this power um, and if you are dealing with this if this is your dharma right here that means that you have the stamina, strength, power, and life force to execute, to break through all of those mental and emotional walls that are built around and actually be a beacon of light, step into mm. feminine power. Feminine power is not like, ah, feminine power is the power of gentleness, the power of feeling, the mm. power of like creating from that place of just unconditional love and acceptance for everything we're experiencing and being. Mm. So if you, if you have that much power and you're not 
moving it is all like is all trapped inside yeah. and that can create so many issues both mentally physically yeah. energetically in terms of your emotional moods as well mm. So it needs an outlet. For some people, it's exercise. That that should never resonated with me. I'm like, no, when I'm depressed, I cannot move. Yeah, that's what. <laughs> yeah. Exercise what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's the same with me. My mom loves exercise, whereas I'm not like that. Yeah, completely different. So I can only exercise when I'm I'm in the flow, when I'm yeah. like, you know, enjoying. Like then I'm like, yeah. yes, let's move. But so it's it's interesting because it's a it's a dance, it's an art. Mm. How do we express out whenever we're in those complete states of paralyzation and shut down? Yeah. And it's, you know, we have to take baby steps. And it starts with, you know, like if I'm sitting in a chair, whenever I go into those shut down spaces, I'm just sitting. And I'm like, I need, I want to go to the kitchen, but I can't get up. Like, it's that bad, you know, it's mm. like, I'm like paralyzed there and I can talk and I can pretend like I'm fine. So, mm. you know, I'm like, yeah, hi, hello. But if it's internally, yeah. <laughs> I'm frozen. Yeah. So, you know, it starts with the legs. You start shaking your legs. You start shaking mm. your shoulders. I put music, you know, and then I think of fire. And I'm like, <laughs> just like fire, like igniting yeah. it slowly, slowly, slowly. And until, you know, and I do what I can. But there is mm. a little bit of a push, not an extreme push that feels aggressive yeah. to my gentler nature. But just enough movement that I'm feeling challenged and that is getting me out of that state of, of being shut down, of being yeah. just completely frozen into the panic, into the anxiety. Mm. Yeah, that sounds really good. I'll definitely try that. Yeah. Just being more gentle. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, it's, it's, uh, I just got back from um, an event and it was from, it was at Tony Robbins' event. <gasps> and oh, wow. Yeah, and it was so interesting because there were so many things that I loved and so many things that I hated. Yeah. <laughs> because here, this all about like, yeah, move, come on, unleash the power. <gasps> yeah. I'm like, and I'm doing it because I'm like, I signed up for this. I'm going to fully participate. <laughs> but I remember going like, yes. And I'm like, this feels like the fakest thing I have done because no part of me internally is on board with this. Yeah. A lot of the times it felt like such a stretch. And I get very triggered in groups and it's like thousands of people around me. Yeah. And, you know, I was like, okay, I'm here for a reason. I feel so familiar in ceremony space. I am so comfortable mm. in the shadows of the, you know, of a night and healing and purging emotions. But when it comes to this, this is, this is outside my comfort zone. So I'm doing this. Yeah. And what I, what I learned from this is that, Doing that was almost like a workout, like a bootcamp to know, to tell myself I can do it if I, if I want to, if I have to, if it's necessary. Mm. And I know that my nature wants to be within, like I want to yeah. like be more receptive. I want to observe and see and receive and be and feel. Yeah. But then I need to become my own masculine. I need to build the structure for the container mm. of, of my emotion. Yeah. And if you have a lot to feel and a lot to express and there's so much going on inside you, like the depth of your being, that part of you, it needs a container to be, to exist and yeah. a container that feels safe. And who yeah. is the best person to create a safe container for yourself than you? Yeah, that's so true. So let's, let's bring this down into some 
tangible, practical things, and then we'll work through them. So what are some of the things that you know you need to do to accomplish this goal? So I feel like I definitely need to set up like a website um, and I need to start creating more like content. It's even like creating content that I have issue with. Um, and like social media, I'm not good with social media. Um, I never go on there. So I think it's like just, yeah, creating content so people know that I do it even. Because <laughs> apart from people that I speak to, nobody knows that I do it. So, um, yeah, so it's just being more like open and more willing to be seen. So, yeah, just kind of like maybe creating, yeah, just like creating website and content at the moment. So I, I'll give you a few tips, practical tips. And this, the website thing can be a trap. Because okay. I spent one year on my website because it needed to be perfect and the colors needed to be right. I needed to be yeah. creative. <laughs> it needed to capture who I am as a person in a website. And that's impossible. Yeah. Because you're so complex and there's so many sides of you. And one day you might feel blue and the other day you might feel yellow. Yeah. So it's better to start strong and small and expand mm-hmm. from there. And I think that with, with Ayurveda, um, People, there's a lot of education that mm. that needs to go into into place here. A lot yeah. of education because people, a lot of people don't know this is this is an ancient tradition that is new for a lot of us Westerners. Mm. So, if you are creating something, whenever you are creating it, there's a part of you that might feel that that which you're creating is you, and yeah. to some degree, it is you. But at the same time, it's not you. Yeah. It's just a creation. It's just an expression. Mm. And your expression has a life of its own. Mm. Because there's so much fear in that process. Your practice is to say, I am expressing and this is not me. I am just the doula. I'm the channel for this thing to come through me and be out in the world. And that thing has a life of its own. Yeah, completely separate from me because you need you need to stay safe for you to do this and push little by little those boundaries mm. so you can feel bigger and bigger and bigger in more visibility. Yeah. So we don't want to get start. We don't want you to start with um, all eyes on you. Like all of a sudden your face is everywhere. <laughs> because yes, you can, but I'm I'm having the sense that. A gentle approach yeah, might be better. That's yeah. Not, yeah, that's not me to do that type of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So for a gentle approach is you become the channel of that, right? And then you can have what I will advise you to do is begin with one blog article. So if you want to make a website, instead of making a full website, make a blog website. You can find that on Squarespace. You can find that on WordPress in whatever one you have. I like Squarespace because it's super easy to use. You create your little blog. You can go to pexels.com and then from there, download a bunch of royalty-free images that you feel that are in alignment with the message you want to communicate. So you have a library of pictures, you know, five, six pictures to start. Then you have your simple website. It's just a blog. And then you write one blog article. And in your blog, you're not encapsulating the art of Ayurveda in one blog. You're going to choose whatever, anything, whatever you want to write about right now. Right now, we don't need too much structure because that can feel suppressing. Remember, this is, this is a little sprout wanting to come to life. So it's whatever feels safer for you to express 
And then you write a blog about, about that. And from that blog, there's going to be like little um, quotes that you see after you write it and edit it. And you're like, oh, this feels good to share on Instagram. Oh, this little piece right here, this paragraph, this feels like a really good teaching moment about what this is. From that blog, you're going to pull out content to put on, put on social media. And you can use your pixel images or you can make quotes on Canva. And it's already done for you. So it's easy and it's not you. It's just something that, that you're playing with and you can stay safe. And whenever you have the experience of doing that, whenever you have, you have written your first blog and you have pulled three or four things from social media from that and you post it, then this is extremely important. You need to celebrate that moment. And celebration, I don't mean like jumping and screaming. If you, if you want to, you go ahead and do that. But what I mean is like taking a moment to be with that, like, oof, I just wrote this. I put it on social media. I did that. It doesn't, at the beginning, it's the numbers are gonna, you know, that's like, that's another different animal. That's not gonna, that's not what your, your goal is. Your goal is not for that to be visible right now. Your goal is for you to express it out. Yeah. To let it out of your body, to start moving it outward. So, you're not going to rate the success of your articles and your posts by, you know, how many shares they get or likes mm. or anything like that because it start it, it takes a while to build that up. Yeah. You're going to celebrate the fact that you let it out, that you gave life to that and mm. you feel it and you let your body know physically, I just did this and I'm here. I'm alive. I'm safe. I feel accomplished. It feels good. Associate pleasure. Yeah. To that experience of creation. And we start small and then little by little, you start pushing a little bit more and more and more. But, and the only structure that I want you to have around that is deadlines. Okay. A promise to yourself by when am I going to have this block completed? And mm. if the date comes and it looks like crap, then you're going to publish it like crap because okay. <laughs> you are, you are strengthening that that masculine within that protects you, yeah. that honors its promises to you. The masculine within you that tells the feminine in you, I promise you, I'm going to have this built by you by Friday, by next Friday, by next yeah. month, by this day, I promise. Mm. And in that, you are creating your own safety and yeah. you are allowing your masculine to honor your feminine because your feminine needs to be honored and respected and loved and celebrated. And this is not only for you. This is for your mother, for your grandmother, for your great-grandmother. Mm. All of their feminines yeah. need a masculine that says, I got it for you. I'm here for you. And you're going to beat that for all of those parts of you. Yeah. How does that feel? That feels good. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think it definitely resonates so deeply. And I think that because I've looked into somatics and, and things before, um, which sounds like quite similar to what you're saying, but the way that you explain it has like revolutionized it for me because it it feels a lot more like tangible and it feels more like for my situation, I can definitely see myself doing that. And it, it resonates really deeply what you say about the masculine saying, you know, I've got you, we're going to do this. Like the, here's the structure of it. And then the feminine can like flow within that. Exactly. I definitely have that issue like a lot of people with the like deadlines and not keeping the promises to myself and then I feel worse and then it like 
it gets worse so yeah definitely just like keeping that structure yeah and and bring bringing the sacred to it you know whenever I make promises to myself I don't make promises to myself that I know I can't keep I just don't I don't even go there yeah when I do it's a precious moment to me you know I chant some mantras for Shiva because I'm like asking that awareness within me to just like be present let me observe let me be the awareness to burn through all of the things that come up through all the things that are not me and I ask for strength you know and then I do a prayer to Kali the divine mother and I say like like be here hold me as my mother and Shiva hold me as my father and as me and and here I go and this promise is like it's an incantation this promise is it's creating worlds this promise is just healing and transforming my life and so it is. And it's like you anchor it down and you make it, you make it divine, you make it sacred because we need that. We need to bring that back, especially women that are feminine, like everything that doesn't have that feels so empty and it feels so mundane and it feels so like void of life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I definitely resonate with that. Um, yeah. Cause I feel like I have definitely like bringing ceremony into my life has, has changed my life. And, mm-hmm. um, and I think, yeah, that that I don't have, it's like with like things we do as a society, I stopped doing them just because I wanted to bring the sacred back until I knew how to bring the sacred back. I was like, I don't feel comfortable doing it. I don't feel comfortable continuing that pattern until I know what this means and how I can make this holy again. And so I think, yeah. And I think that like I having like the relationship of that with my work is something that I definitely need to like blend together more deeply. Cause I think I have like a, it's maybe like a punishment thing where, because I, I love ceremony and I love ritual. If I feel like I've, I am going to do something that I like, or a promise I've not kept to myself or, um, or I feel, I don't feel like I'm good enough. I kind of separate the two. And so it's like, Oh, I, I don't deserve to sit and chant or I don't, or to feel love or to feel whole again or to feel okay um and so like bringing that in is definitely I think will definitely be a healing a big healing process Mm, beautiful beautiful and even even like because we're meant to break our promises sometimes right like especially when we're learning there's gonna be a time where it might happen Mm. make that a ceremony as well a forgiveness ceremony for yourself And cry and feel and ask yourself, your feminine, for forgiveness. Say, I'm sorry, forgive me. I just, I get scared sometimes. Sometimes I feel like I can't do it. It's too overwhelming. And, and bringing ceremony to every aspect, to our celebrations, to our incantations, to our blessings, and then also to our mistakes. We're like bringing back, we're, we're changing the world by doing this. And you might feel like, well, it's just me. Like, no, on, on the, you know, on the quantum realm, on that realm of spirit of oneness, this is massive. This is massive. Your will to bring the sacred back is making a huge, huge, huge impact on the world. So we need this. We need more women that are bringing back this magic and yeah, and just being sacred, embodying sacred. Yeah, definitely, hundred <laughs> percent. Beautiful. How are you feeling now? Yeah, I feel good. I feel better than when we started. <laughs> good. That's the whole point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just, yeah, amazing. <laughs> so I want you to tell me, 
what is your next step, like practical next step in terms of your work and by when do you promise to yourself to do it? <laughs> I think that by, I'm going to give myself one week to get a article together, like a blog article mm -hmm. um, to write up and I'm just going to post it up. I, I think I'll give myself like a week to get like a rough square space going mm -hmm. and then a blog article to post up and share beautiful yeah all right one week you're yeah. on instagram right yes okay i will find you okay <laughs> <laughs> i'll be your accountability buddy yeah <laughs> thank you <laughs> beautiful all right my dear well thank you so much do you feel do you feel complete yeah i do yeah thank you so much this has been incredible Alrighty, well, I'll check in with you in a week. Yeah. And I am so grateful for this work that you're doing for breaking this very old ancestral story that, that needs to be brought to the light, that needs to be healed, yeah. that, that needs to be transformed. And you're taking that on and I celebrate you and I'm with you and I feel it with you. And I'm just, I'm very happy for you. I'm, I can't wait for you to create what wants to be born through you. Thank you so much. <laughs> Right, have a beautiful day. You too. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of She Feels. If you would like to apply for my private one-on-one -on -one coaching container, please submit your application by going to silvanaisasa.com forward slash coaching or by finding me on Instagram at silvana.isasa. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your sisters, review the podcast on Apple Podcasts, and let me know how today's episode made you feel. I'll see you all next week and until then, stay in your heart.